This podcast is part of the Zeo to Hero Podcast Network. AvenuePodcast.net Hello, all my beautiful people. It's time for another fun episode of If You Give a Dad a Podcast. And I just want to say thank you for tuning in to this episode, whether this be the first time you're listening or if you're a long-time listener. I am glad to have you here and thank you for tuning into this episode. So this one is a little different. I'm not going to have a long opener on this. I uh, actually did a live episode at the Neo Show ArtCon with uh, Nick Helms from Original Geek. And so um, we're going to talk on that today. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, just releasing the live episode that I did. And I hope that you guys enjoy it. And uh, if you do, I plan on doing more of them here soon. So just stay tuned for those. And uh, I'll talk to you guys more after the episode. Uh, And for those of you who are here just to listen to this live episode, welcome. I hope that you enjoy what you hear. And I hope that you stick around and listen to some of my other great episodes that I have here as well. So if you guys are as excited as I am, then let's get the show on the road. If you give a dad a podcast. You're bloody welcome. You know. <laughs> hey, Dad. If I get my hand stuck in a pickle jar, I'm straight up bowl in a china shop, just swinging around. Started writing songs when I was about 12 or so. Seriously? They're retrofitting me now. And I'm like, yes, finally. I also had the opportunity to go train with uh, Voice Gracie and uh, Dan Severin. Wow. I like that. That's different. It stands out. That day I took my very first bump and it was fun. There's only one section to go to first. Yeah. The toys. Bro. I was like, no, man. Surely this guy's not worked out that long. <laughs> I haven't laughed that hard since I was a little girl. What? Man, this guy won't shut up. And just a reminder before we get started here, make sure that you like, share, and subscribe to iGadap wherever it is you're listening to. Hit that notification bell so you are notified when a new episode drops. Also, make sure that you go out there and rate and review this episode. Tell me what you think of it. And the more people that do that, the more likely I am to be recommended to somebody else. Now, on to the show. Hi, Mom. (laughs) Are you ready? Yeah, we can get started. Cool. All right, everybody. So, my name is Jared. I am the host of If You Give a Data podcast. Uh, I'm local to the Northwest Arkansas area. I have all kinds of different people on my show. So Nick here is with Original Geek Comics. He asked me to come and um, do this live podcast here, kind of talk about the process when it comes to um, writing the comics and just everything that goes on in the Original Geek comic world. Um, We met about a year ago uh, at the Northwest Arkansas Comic Con and so we've become fast friends. And so this is going to be kind of a fun new thing. I've never done like a live podcast with actual people in the room. So this will be uh, kind of interesting. Nick, how are you doing today? Good, good. And uh, you said that we're going to have questions at the end of this. Yes. Week. So if, if you, you guys have questions, we'll uh, give you all a chance at the end to kind of ask those. Okay. So, yeah, I guess we'll just kind of jump right into this and everything. Okay. Um, you know, as I said, we're both from the Arkansas area, and um, we met at Northwest Arkansas Comic Con a year ago. Now, um, that's when you had first came out with, or you had the first one out, your first comic, Vengeance. Yeah, yeah. Um, then we, at that point, was we were just really just getting started. Uh, we had the first issue of Vengeance at that time, um, which is a superhero comic book that I created. I came up with this idea back in like 2007. I was gonna, I wrote it as a movie. Um, and then I uh, was going to try to make it myself. And then I just um, kept writing. Uh, ended up writing like three of movies. And so I had like a trilogy. And so I was going to end up trying to do it. Stuff just didn't work out um, because I'm a kind of, I want things to be like a certain way. And I didn't think I could do it good enough of what I wanted. Uh, so, but then I just kept on coming up with the mythology. And that's kind of like, and, and we, when we talk more about my process, I'll explain to you how I do all that. And I ended up coming up with like where I could do as a TV show. And I had like maybe like 75 episodes worth of material in my head or, or written down. And um, so I was going to do that myself, do as a web series. But then 
once again, you know, and I casted people too and everything. And I was like, eventually it was just like one thing led to another, certain things come up and I'm like, where I'd have to replace somebody because it was taking some time and or and then I just wasn't feeling it. So I put the project away for a while. And then a few years ago, I decided, uh, hey, you know what I could do? Uh, comic books are actually my favorite medium. And I was like, I could just do this as a comic. It yeah. makes sense because I love comics. That's where you know <laughs> where my love for all this stuff come from was comics. Why don't I just do it as a comic myself? Um, and so that's where Vengeance comic came along. Um, so I wrote it, um, wrote like scripts for six issues, um, which was going to be my first arc. And then I found out that uh, making a comic is really difficult, especially <laughs> when you can only draw stick figures. Yeah. So nobody wants to pay money for stick figures. So I had to find somebody uh, to draw the book, and I didn't know anybody. Um, so I put it out on the, the Twitter world, you know, Twitter. And, you know, it was like, ha- you do the hashtags, whatever, you mm-hmm. know, comic, whatever, writer, art, and all that stuff, looking for someone. Eventually found someone uh, named Nate Niles. Uh, he was uh, based out of uh, Chicago, near Chicago, and he uh, penciled the book. Well, it took a it took a long while to get that book penciled, that first issue penciled. So by the time that he got it, I was like, now the book needs to be inked, you know, or you know, if I wanted color, it needs to be colored. Mm-hmm. But Vengeance, I really wanted it as a black and white because I kind of have like a '90s throwback Sin City type. Right, that was kind of what was in my head. Um, and so I was like, if there was going to be color, I'd want only color to be red. Um, so, but black, white, red, kind of like that, you know, like a Schindler's list. And there's just that one little red, like <laughs> yeah. little girl's dress, something like that, you right. know, or Sin City has the red with it. And that was kind of like the vibe I was going for. And so, uh, but, so I kind of had the pencils and stuff ready. And then after a few months, I, uh, met somebody named Jake Jackson. And he uh, is an artist out of North Little Rock, Arkansas, which is close to where I live. And he uh, met him because we went to the same comic book shop. Mm-hmm. Um, so, wow. but uh, no, that was at a different comic book shop. Okay. It's called Retrograde Comics in huh. Little Rock. Um, and so, you know, he um, met me and we met each other and he ended up inking the book. And then I asked him to come on, like, you know, as the artist for Vengeance going forward. And so then we decided to, you know, and I decided that we needed a name. We needed a name. Uh, And so, you know, it's really, the world now uh, is way different than it was back when I was growing up. I'm almost 40. Um, Back then, you know, if you wear like, wore like superhero shirts or something like that, I mean, you're kind of like made fun of. Right, And then ever since, you know, then MCU came along, totally changed outlook, right? Yeah. I mean, it's totally different now. Everybody want, you know, is into superhero, making billions of dollars and stuff like that. Everybody's got superhero shirts or anime shirts or stuff like that. That wasn't like a thing back whenever, you know, yeah. we, were, we were in school. Right. So, I mean, you were the weird person. Now it's <laughs> like if you don't wear that, you're like, you know, then you're the weird one. Yeah. You know, I mean, so, I've even had my son come yeah. to me and be like, if you don't watch anime or comic books and stuff, then you are... Right. You know, it, it's that's totally, the normal thing now. Totally different world. Right. Totally different world. Um, so, but I was a geek back before it was cool. <laughs> and I was original geek. So yeah. that's why we come up with the name original geek. I came up with the name original geek comics because I was original and I didn't, you know, wasn't a geek like way later on. Yeah. So um, before it became cool. Uh, so that's where I came up with the name. So we did that. Um, you know, we did through Kickstarter. Um, which is very interesting the way to do things. Um, a lot of people use that independent independent books, comics, movies, video games, stuff like that. And so we went through there, got the book. Well, the book was already finished, but I got the book, you know, funded to get the printing of the book and do shirts and start a company. Yeah. But yeah, that's really how it got started of doing the comics was like that. So, what would you say is like your earliest? thing that got you into comics, you know, like, because mm-hmm. I remember for me, it was, you know, Batman, the animated series. That, that's it. That's it? it. Okay. That's Bat- Batman, the animated series is yeah. the first thing that I really remember of, you know, because I was like early nineties, yeah. which means I was like five, four or five, you know, yeah. I mean, that's kind of like where the first memories come along is, you right. know, is, you know, four. I mean, do you remember stuff when you were like three? Probably not. <laughs> I mean, odds are about four or five is whenever we have our first, you know, the memories once you, 
once you get my age and stuff and you look back, that's kind of what you remember. So the <laughs> like first show that I really remember being super into was Batman the Animated Series, uh, made by Bruce Timm, mm-hmm. uh, has episodes written by Paul Dini, uh, you know, Kevin Conroy is Batman, uh, Mark Hamill is Joker. It was, yeah. just, it was just amazing because it was just, you know, it took this superhero and made it into, you know, like a story that everyone could love and uh, like, and it was just kind of more of a, not like adultish, but kind of, it kind of blended to where, you know, it was, everybody enjoyed it. Right. I can still go watch Bat- Batman the Animated Series now and it still holds up just fine to me. Yeah. And so it was like kind of, you know, like this balance to bring in everybody. And that's kind of like what got me into, uh, because then I was like, oh, Batman, Batman's super cool. Where can I learn more about Batman, you know? Yeah. And then it was like comics. There's a comic book store right here, right beside where I go to school, like a block away. Yeah. Just go buy some comics. Okay. That's where I, you know, the, and back then, uh, like was the death of Superman was like one of the first books. And then the um, reign of the Superman, mm-hmm. the Superman return stuff. Right. Those are the comics that I remember. And then, like Amazing Spider-Man, uh, the ones with the hollow, um, with the center was yeah. hollow and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Okay. Those are the some of the I can't remember what issue of Amazing Spider-Man that is, is or, um, but those were like some of the first comics that I really remember getting. Mm-hmm. Like the Reign of the Superman ones, I had like all, you know there were the uh, like a blue one with the Superman logo, right. a green one, and each one of them was like Superboy and Steel and yeah. Eradicator. All yep. those people that took over when Superman died from Doomsday. Those are the first comics I remember getting, right. which is about the same time that Batman animated series really got into going. Yeah. And so that's really what got me into doing the comics and like, and then you know, I think after I got into high school and stuff like that, you know, when you like I said, the world was a different place then, you know, uh, couldn't be like as open about stuff that you liked back then. So it was kind of like a closeted geek, you know, <laughs> like that in a, in a way. Uh, and so then, you know, I just kind of stopped with comics and stuff. And actually, once I got, you know, I used to read a lot when I was in high school and stuff, too. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is when Harry Potter series got really big or when it first started, you know, right. that, you know, that's whenever, you know, I was in high school and stuff read a lot I read a lot of other books and but then like after that I kind of like drift away until like five six years ago when I got back into reading and reading comics and stuff like that so well and now you have like I think you you told me it's it's every Wednesday or something mm-hmm. that you go and you have a you and some of your friends go to yeah comics every week you know? yeah so uh Wednesdays are new comic book days so I don't know if you read comics or not um, but if you do, on Wednesdays, if you didn't know that, is when new comic books come out at yep. your local comic book shop. Uh, Marvel, DC, all those independent publishers put out books on Wednesdays, mm-hmm. every Wednesday. And so um, every Wednesday, you could find me at Kapow Comics in Sherwood, Arkansas, uh, with a group of my friends. Um, one of them is here. Uh, yep. is at our table right now. Uh, my artist, Sean. And Sean Litton, one of my artists, uh, cover artists. He's watching our booth right now. Uh, but he... Uh, we go there every Wednesday and hang out. There's like five or six of us to hang out. We have like a little table there and, you know, just hang out, just friends and talking comics and stuff like that. So, yeah, um, it, it actually, um, I like, since I've met you, you know, I've gotten more back into comic books. I'm proud of you. I, I appreciate it. Thank you. You've helped me find some, in fact, you know, and then I read, you know, Vengeance and, you know, Paladin. You know, and uh, then you have the new one that's coming up, Mm -hmm. uh, which we are going to talk about today. Uh, But before we get to that, how many actually different writers and artists do you have in Original Geek? Okay, let me look here. Uh, So, like I said, it was me and then Jake, uh, Jake Jackson, Mm -hmm. um, who's an artist on Vengeance. And then we added, and Sean uh, Litton, who's watching our uh, booth right now, uh, he's a cover artist. I actually, you know, we've been friends for several years now. Um, he was actually going to be the original artist on Vengeance, okay. but he just doesn't have like the time, patience, and stuff to like do like full book or anything like that. He's right. good at the like individual drawings, like I'm gonna draw a cover or I'm gonna draw like a you know just a random sketch or something like that. He's got some art prints over there, our table. If y'all haven't went in there, um, y'all can come back, come by over there, and he'll show you some of the things that he's done. Um, good stuff too. Yeah, good stuff. Um, really niche um, stuff that weird things like you know like Invader Zim, uh, Mothman yeah. and stuff like yeah. you know 
kind of cool, weird <laughs> stuff that people like, you know, um, which is good at cons, though. Uh, but so he he jo- so then he come on because I was like, I need you to do a variant cover because comics are all about you know comics come out, but they also have variant covers. So if you get comics, you you, you know that right. like a variant covers are a big deal. So I was like, hey man, draw a cover for Vengeance issue one. And so then he was just, you know, that we've put out, he's done a cover for. Uh-huh. Um, so it's just become like part of us. And um, and then uh, when we were doing the Kickstarter for issue two, because um, we do it, we have three, two variants and a main cover for issue one. And one of the other guys was just like a freelance guy, Travis Starling. He's mm-hmm. from Arkansas too. And so then it become just everybody's from Arkansas. Right. You know, once we started, Sean and then Travis was work did that cover for us, and Jake and me are from Arkansas. Yeah, and then it was like I really started honing in, especially after that second issue um, of Vengeance. We did the Kickstarter for it, and when we were doing the Kickstarter, promoting different places, we were promoting at Kapow. Um, this was actually before I started going there every week, and they had us in there on a Saturday um, during the Kickstarter. And this kid comes in. Um, I said, "Kid," he's like mid twenties, but you know, <laughs> uh, I also have five children. So like, even though I'm only almost, I'm 36, I feel like I'm 50. Um, and my back feels that way too. Um, I, I get that. Yeah. and so you understand, right. <laughs> um, and so this kid comes in and he, he's like, he still walks in, um, and like kind of timid and he like looks over right out the door and he comes over there and he goes, and he was, you know, I was talking to him. Right. I was like, hey, man, uh, how are you? Uh, I'm Nick, blah, 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 I'm Geek. Um, this is my comic. We're kickstarting for this. This is our first issue. Um, you can get this for $4. You know, um, it's pretty cool. You know, be supporting local. Yeah. You want to donate some money to their Kickstarter. This is cool. Come to find out, he had just came in there only because his friends were meeting at the arcade that was a few stores down. Okay. Um, but they were late, running late. So he just walked in there just because. <laughs> and he was like, well, this is really cool. And so he took a book with him. Um, and he used to draw. He used to be an artist. Um, but he hadn't done it in many years. And um, he was working on video games, trying to, like, you know, design video games himself okay. and with a team or something like that. And he uh, later that day, he sends me a drawing. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a pencil sketch of, of this right here without the inks. Um, and I liked it so much, it became a cover to issue two. Uh, and I, you know, I had them ink it, and I was like, hey, man, can we make this a cover? We can do a Kickstarter stretch goal once we hit our goal. Yeah. And within, you know, after like 500 extra dollars, then I'll throw some bones away. Um, and, you know, that, that's what happened. And then uh, he goes, you know, I really like to work with you more. And I said, okay, so what can you do? He's like, I really like doing color and stuff like this. I said, well, I do need a colorist. Yeah. And... I was like, do you want to join our team as that? And then, so he did. And then we hit our goal on the Kickstarter, and then we made a stretch goal for this. You come on, man. That's the door lock. <laughs> you're we good. wondered if that no, was yours. Yeah, I was, I was going to bring it to you afterwards. You're good. No problem, sir. Thank you. Oh, you're no, totally you're fine. good, Mr. Cullen. It's good. Yeah. Uh, Welcome, sir. By the way, huge fan of Colin Bunn. So, (laughs) super excited that he was here. I'm actually going to get him on the podcast. So, that's going to be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. You just spoiled it for people that are listening live. Uh, Anyway, sorry. (laughs) No, you're good. Uh, So, I was like, I need a colorist. And so, Cameron is his name, Cameron Aislinn. Uh And um, I kept calling him the boy, uh, but Cameron Aislinn. (laughs) And so, we hit our goal of. uh, Colin kind of threw me off a little bit, uh, but we hit our goal <laughs> of the second issue, and then we added his cover as a stretch goal. Yeah, hit that, um, and I said, "Hey, you want to color issue one?" Because originally, like I said, I was doing black and white, but I also noticed when I was going to cons, like I had been like two cons or something like that. Some a lot of people were like, "Is it in color?" Um, and so apparently, I found out that black and white sometimes can you know turn people off. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Okay, I'll I'll do it in color issue one in color." So if we hit this stretch goal, we'll do issue one in color. Yeah. And that happened. So then I was like, issue two in color. If we hit this stretch goal, if we double our budget, it will two issues. Yeah. And by golly, we hit it. Um, and so this is Cameron's color that after fully covered, colored, fully covered, fully covered. <laughs> uh, lot, and, I, and y'all uh, that are in here, if you want to look at these covers after and stuff like that, you can. 
and I got stickers for y'all too, so um, yeah. that y'all can have. Um, so that's basically what had happened. Um, and then this is Ron uh, MC, and I met him um, as well at the comic book shop. And now he's a he's kind of like a freelance person, but he's done covers on every book, you know, Vengeance issue two, and then Vengeance issue three, which comes out in uh, in May. But yeah, so that that's who we got. So we got me and Jake, um, and then we have Sean, and then we have Cameron, and then Ron, and and then we have our artist for our new book. That my new book that's coming out is Eric uh, Cushing, who uh, was a friend of mine and a friend of Sean's. Yeah, um, and we didn't know, but he is apparently an artist and an amazing artist. Uh, I just kind of hid that from you. Probably <laughs> the best one that I, the, probably the, in, no against anyone else, uh, but everyone else will probably tell you that. Even Sean will tell you right now, he's the best artist we got. Um, and he just kept his talent hidden from his friends and was like, oh, yeah, I can draw. And then it's like, oh, this is what I have. This is my DeviantArt page. Went to it. I'm like, what? How have you been hiding this stuff from people? And how does nobody know? Sean had been friends with him for like five years or something like that. Yeah. No idea that he drew. And wait, I'll show it to y'all in a minute. I'll show it to y'all. And you're going to be like, really? This guy just really kept this stuff from people? And it was just, it's just crazy. And so then Eric joined our team. So like I said, what's up? Seven people or so? Somewhere so, around that, yeah. Yeah. So there's one thing that you did bring up that I find it amazing. You know, mm-hmm. you've been able to do this. Every one of these has been crowdfunded. Yes. You know? Um, yes. So we crowdfunded issue one. Then we crowdfunded issue two. The next book we did was Cameron had a project so like you know i said that i created vengeance a long time ago right well cameron had a project as well that he had created a long time ago that never like in the same vein that i did you know going to do a movie and stuff like that did a script you know and just kept building on this idea for years and years building up this mythology and then he decided that he wanted to do it as a comic and it's called paladin and i don't have any with me but if you come by the table i'll show them to you um, I didn't bring them over here. Apparently, I could only fit so much in one bag, and I'm lazy. So, yeah. I mean, uh, but hey, I mean, it's fine. Yeah, it's Paladin fine. stickers. Uh, see, uh, but <laughs> so he did. He goes, I got this idea of Paladin. He tells it to me, and so we kickstarted that as well successfully. Third Kickstarter, and then he wrote, drew, inked, and colored. And lettered the entire book by himself. Only took a few months. Wow. Yeah. 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 Um, he said he would never do all that stuff again by himself. <laughs> so that's a lot. Psychotic. Yeah. Behavior is what it was. Um, so he did it in four months, I think it was was because he said it was going to be out in two. It did take him two additional months, but by himself, he did it the whole book. Um, and then we crowdfunded our new book uh, that's coming out at the end of this month. Maybe depending on how long printers work, could be by the time you get it, could be March. Uh, it's called the Eighth Day, which we're going to talk about. Yep. Um, you know, uh, I don't know the line of questioning you got, uh, but the Eighth Day we crowdfunded that, and we just crowdfunded. After that, we a few months later we rolled right into the crowdfunding for issue three of Vengeance. Yes. Which was successful. So, so last year we ended. It was three Kickstarters that mm-hmm. we. It was issue. Paladin, mm-hmm. uh, Eighth Day, and Vengeance Issue 3 all were crowdfunded last year. Right. Paladin's already out. Eighth Day Issue 1 will be out uh, soon. Um, so I don't know when you'll listen to it uh, for those people listening not in here uh, or not listening live. And then the uh, Vengeance Issue 3, which I think we said May. Yep. May it may come out a little earlier because last time I heard the book was halfway inked okay. <laughs> and I'm like, dear Lord. So it may come out a little <laughs> earlier, but I mean, and yeah. So, so yeah, we're going to talk about eighth day. Okay. Um, you know, I, I love, you know, behind the story, you kind of, I've heard you tell it multiple times today. In fact, you know, yeah, everything, but it's a very interesting story. Mm-hmm. Um, what brought about that, that story, what was the inspiration behind it? Okay. So if you don't mind, um, I'm going to kind of, it throws, yeah. I'm kind of going to throw how I work things out as a writing process because, like yeah. I said, I can't draw a crap, but writing is what I do and coming up with stories. So I will tell you that of, and roll that into your question as well. Okay. Um, so how I do things, and this also will talk about my vengeance as well. So how I do things is I come up with a basic concept. Okay. Mm-hmm. So like a vengeance, I was like, I want a superhero, my own superhero. 
I want a kind of gritty, grounded, real, you know, like street level, right? And I was like, okay. So at the time, I kind of take inspiration from things of like, Vengeance was the first thing I did. And I took heavy inspiration from everything that I was involved in at that time. At that time, I was going to college for journalism. And I had just been fresh out of high school. And in high school, uh, or in my senior year of high school, I played baseball. Baseball, okay. journalism. So the main character, whose name is Nick as well, because at that time, really young, okay? Really, don't you judge me. I see you back there. I saw you. You were like, really? Real? Okay. No. Uh, so all the characters were based off of people that were in my life at that time. Yeah. Um, and they, some of them have the same name. Some of them have names that I kind of like, like Brad or Ben is now Ben or something like that. Uh, there's no Brad or Ben in the book, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, I changed the names to protect everyone uh, <laughs> besides mine because I'm pretentious. Uh, so, so, I was, so the main character, I was like, okay, so what can he do? Okay, cool. So he's a college baseball player and an investigative journalist. Okay. And then the town that he lives in, I called it Metron. I was a big Superman fan, Metropolis. Oh, you see where I'm going here? Uh, I was like, Metron, but Metron is also a DC character, uh, but is, uh, anyway, a new god. Um, And so then I was like really into cybernetics as well. I Mm -hmm. thought that was really cool. So I made it where there was a mob gang that ran the city, really bad city, like Gotham, because it's kind of like Batman inspired too. Mm -hmm. And he writes a newspaper article that gets him killed Okay, cool. And then his friend is a scientist, very convenient, who's working on cybernetics, <laughs> who brings him back to life and he becomes a superhero. Okay, now I need a name. All right, so he's got like a cape. He's a half cyborg. Let's have him carry around a baseball bat because he was a baseball player and he's just mad. He's mad at these people. They killed him, they killed his girlfriend. He wants like revenge, Asaurus revenge, ah, vengeance. I like it. <laughs> so that's that's how it went. I okay. mean, and so then it's just like so. Then I have the basic concept, and I'm like, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. So then, like, I took a bunch of like I said at that time, I took a bunch of people and made them characters and stuff like that. And I was like, this person is gang. All right, the gang member is this person. This is the person in charge. Lex Luthor type character, that would be good. Um, all right, so this is what his name is. So I'm drawing this all up in my head, and I'm like literally doing this and this and this, right? And then I'm like writing stuff down of this isn't the stuff that I want, not necessarily writing a script, but it's like this is this character. You know, this character is going to go here, then they're going to go here, then they're going to go way over here. So, like I said, I had three movies, right? And then I had like all these episodes, I had arcs for this is what happens in, so I had Vengeance Emergence, Vengeance Emergence, Vengeance. Synergy and vengeance revelations. This is where this character's here. This is where they're at here. This is where they're at here. You know, maybe they live, maybe they die. I, you know, different ones, you know. And so I have like this grid yeah. of like 20 characters. This is what they are. This is who they are. This is their arc of what happens here and this. This is what happens here. This is what happens here. I'm like doing all this work that no one's ever going to see and no one will ever care about. Uh, but that's how much work I put into it because. Most people think, you know, drawing is a lot. I couldn't draw, like I said, but it takes a lot of time. And, but then people may like, oh, you write a script. How long did that take you? Oh, I wrote the script. It only took me like so many hours and stuff like this. And then it was done, right? But the thing is, is that I put so much work mm-hmm. into the script beforehand. And the reason why it doesn't take me so long, like I don't do rewrites either. Maybe once or so, you know, I don't do rewrites because I come up with everything, conversations, everything, all in my head. Right. So actually, I'm, I guess I say I don't do rewrites, but I'm doing rewrites in my head. But as far as typing it out, I don't really do rewrites. Yeah. So um, I have an editor now that edits my scripts, and then I just, whatever he tells me I need to change grammar punctuation-wise, I just change it. But I don't right. change anything else. Like yeah. once, once it's on paper, that's it. That's it for me. Yeah. So and that's the kind of process that I did, do is that I build everything in my head. It's literally building every, everything. So like if you build a house, you're doing all this stuff, right? Before your house is complete, yeah. right? Laying foundation, building up, you know, 
you know, boards and stuff. I don't know. I don't build houses. I don't know. You know, boards, walls, yeah. <laughs> all that stuff. It takes a lot, right? I'm doing all that in my head. That's all the blueprints. Me. The blueprints. I have blueprints in my head. Yeah. The entire freaking thing. So that's that's basically my concept. So for the eighth day, basically, so without giving too much away, so original geek has become like a huge deal, right? Like a real thing. So we got all these different characters and I'm coming up with all these other stories that I want to do. Mm-hmm. So like I'm building this universe of superhero characters, you know, and I was going to do a book called Anubis um, and I had that and it was going to be in the same universe as Vengeance. Okay. Um, and the artist ended up not going through with it. Um, okay. She was just too busy. Yeah. Um, but I still have the story. And then I come up with like another, like a team called the Ripoffs that I, I wrote as an audio drama. Yeah. Um, that like a comedy group of cosplayers who uh, accidentally have to become actual heroes um, because they do something stupid. It's a great story too. <laughs> and it, it's, it's funny. Uh, so they accidentally stop a bad guy, but then it ends up rolling into a bunch of things where they have to become like, they're basically ripoffs of superheroes that you know. Yeah. Uh, so um, <laughs> they were going to be in the same universe. And like, this is stuff I was going to do and stuff that I'm still building. So I'm like, okay, well now we need like a universe. And then Cameron was like, I, I want Paladin to be in a separate universe because the way that he was doing the myth, it's a lot of star uh, in space and yeah different mythology and stuff like that. Are we doing good on time? We're, we're, we're doing good. fine. Cool. I'm just, you know, I don't know. Cause usually we just talk. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> like we're on like a time thing. Yeah. Exactly. I see the time now. Yeah. I didn't know what time it was, but now I see there's a clock. <laughs> you got right it right there. there. It's right there. The big giant digital red clock. With yeah. Red numbers. Uh, so I was like, okay. So <laughs> then like, I was like, here's what I need to do. I need to figure out where I want everything. So I, with chalk, I was out on my front porch. My kids were playing when they had just got done playing with chalk. They were off riding bikes or on the trampoline or something. So I took chalk and I drew a universe map on, on, the, on the sidewalk. And like, I was like, all right, they're all going to be different universes. I said, so here's vengeance. And then they're like little, like, a, you know, like one of those circles. Like, hey, look, we're, we're in school, right? You know, like if I was going to draw like a, circle and i was like vengeance and i was like connected to this anubis and i was like ripoffs and i was like and they're in a big universe called universe 501 because that's a arkansas area code and i'm so an original <laughs> <laughs> and so then i drew it and i was like here is the paladin and i was like what do you want your universe to be called and i was like i like text him he tells me what number and i'm like there's your number, U372 or whatever it is. Yeah. I can't remember right offhand. I was like, Paladin. And so then I was like, my other, I have other ideas. I haven't necessarily said them all, but I put them in different universes. I built a, universe, a multiverse of original geek comics and like with chalk on our sidewalk outside of our house. Did you take a picture of it? Yes, I did. Um, <laughs> I do have that somewhere. I'll probably, maybe I'll find it and show it to you. Um, so, but circling back to the eighth day. Yeah. At that point, so the eighth day, when I was writing Vengeance and stuff like that long ago, of like I said, the show and stuff like that, I come up with an idea where Vengeance got pulled into another universe, mm-hmm. a post-apocalyptic universe, and that there was an episode that was called Eight, because all the episode titles were like one word, because yeah. I was a huge Smallville fan, and all their episodes were one word, so I would really original original geek see uh <laughs> great artists good artists borrow great artists still remember that <laughs> no so i just you know back then okay yeah. i was like young okay 1920 uh and i come up with that thing and so then i was like come up with this whole movie i'll do idea called the eighth day which was set in that universe right so i wrote that down and wrote that whole thing of this is the movie. So the eighth day was basically an offshoot of this episode of Vengeance, but it was the whole storyline of how that universe became this post-apocalyptic universe. Yeah. Now the story of the eighth day is so this guy called the father runs the entire world, um, and there's not much human population left. They're all gathered in one city, 
which where it's now called Haven. By mm -hmm. the way, this is the first time they've heard that. We yep. changed the name. It's Haven uh, because he says it's a haven for all humanity. Well, he pretty much sees himself as a god. That's why he's called the Father. And he makes a change to his systematic calendar to make eight days instead of seven. But on the eighth day, you have to worship the Father. Mm. Him, not mm -hmm. the, you know. Right. It's kind of like a playoff of the Sabbath day, you know. But yeah. then, like, I don't know, like, if my pastor, once I read it, or, or is going to come after me. I don't know. <laughs> but we'll find out when that comes around. Uh, so, if you're listening. If you're listening, sir, uh, we'll talk about it later. Uh, please don't fire me. <laughs> uh, so it, that that was kind of like the idea of the eighth day and yeah. the father you know there's the eighth day and it follows a 16 year old boy by the name of apex and i wanted him to end up getting this power that he uses to fight against the oppression of the eight of the father to return the earth back to a time of peace yeah um and so that was the basic concept that i had for the eighth day movie so then once I added Eric to the team, I really like his style. He's got this manga type, anime type style to his art. Yeah. And I said, I want to do Eighth Day as a comic. And it's set in an alternate Earth of universe, it's universe 870, another Arkansas area code. Because why not? Exactly. Why not? Yeah. You know, why not? And so it's the alternate Earth of the Vengeance com okay. comics in that universe. So it's... Basically, so then I drew like a timeline, and I have the timeline on my Google Drive. You'll never see it. Don't ask, uh, because it gives out too much spoilers. Um, but it basically what happens is, is that this point in time in my superhero universe, somebody makes a choice, and that's the normal universe. But if they had made the other choice, it becomes the eighth day universe, gotcha. which gotcha. is the bad universe. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of like, I come up with that idea and kept drawing on that. And that's how the eighth day come about. And so, um, so do you know how many different universes you actually have created so far? There's a total of like stuff that I've put out or just in general. Well, I mean, that's, that I've yeah, come out two. with like, even though I haven't put out some of the stuff that right. I have, I believe that there's at least five, five. Okay. You got four, seven, nine. You still got to be right. That is one of them. Yeah. <laughs> that is one of that's them. That's the other Arkansas that's the, area code. That's the other Arkansas area code. But now they have another one. It's like a three hundred two or something. Wait, like, did they actually do that? Yeah, like okay. they uh, ran out of eight seven zero numbers, and oh. so they have another one. I don't okay. remember what it's like. Three two nine or three two zero, something with a three. I know yeah. that. I just remember when I was in like second grade, them talking about changing because it was all five hundred one. Right, and then, then we got eight seven zero, and yeah. then they got four seven nine. Yeah, and there's another one. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Sorry to anybody who doesn't care about that part. Anyone that doesn't care about area codes, sorry. But, <laughs> hey, if y'all got an area code, you can come up with the universe idea. Give me, let me hope. No, I need a number uh, for a new universe. I'll create a book <laughs> for that. But eventually all this stuff will come out. You know, it's just, it, it, takes a, it takes a lot. But, uh, you know, I'm figuring out different ways to put out because yeah. comics sometimes take a long time because you got to wait on people to draw. Yeah. So I'm coming out with different ways of doing short stories or books or something like that, you mm -hmm. know, different ways. Audio dramas, if I'm not going to do them, but if someone else wants to do them. Right. Uh, you know, other ways to get my work out there of, to build this universe. We or, do know some people who do audio stuff. Yes, so we you do. Know. You know, um, you know people that yeah. uh, I have come to know. Yeah, the Zio to Hero guys. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All those peoples. All those peoples, yeah, yeah. if they're listening. If they're listening. <laughs> you guys are awesome. I have a cool idea. Hit me up. All right. <laughs> so uh, another thing with Eighth Day is um, it's really exciting because, you know, we were going to have it come out at the beginning of February. And we announced end this of, on uh, January, beginning of February. Yeah. And we announced that on uh, my podcast, something else is happening now. Yeah. It's coming out towards the end of February. Mm -hmm. um, and it's away. because it's going to be a double issue. It is. You know? It so, is. I gave you the opportunity to have breaking news. Breaking news. Uh, I was like, this is really cool. I want to tell everybody that. Uh, we're doing the comic as two issues in one, yeah. Um, which means that there is a slight delay. There is a slight delay for like a month, but at the same time, instead of twenty-two issues, you're getting like forty-four issues for the same price. Yeah. See, okay, see, and so I was like, "What's a cool way to do it?" And I was like, "You know, like when those like entertainment stories get broke, and like certain variety broke the news that you know Jonathan Majors got fired from you know his Kang and MS." <laughs> 
It was yeah. stuff like that. I was like, I want to be cool. So I just hit Jared up, uh, <laughs> and I was like, hey, break this news that my book's going to be a W issue. So he got to break it on the podcast, on a show, and I was like, yeah, that's cool. Now, I'm a, now I feel like I'm important. <laughs> and so uh, that's basically how uh, we announced it. But yeah, it's going to be a double issue. I'm really excited about it. So what happened was is that there is a flashback scene in the eighth day issue one. Three to four pages, I think, I wrote in the script because I wrote a 22-page script. Well, Eric decided that four pages wasn't good enough. So he drew 19 pages. <laughs> he was very inspired. He was very inspired. He wanted it to look awesome because there's some stuff that happens. Yeah. And I can't talk about it. Um, but some stuff happens. And he was like, no, this isn't good enough. We want it really to be amazing. So he took it and five times my page count uh um for one scene and so then i came up with some other stuff i got some back matter stuff and stuff like this some where you can learn a side story and set in the same universe that okay. you learn more about the past and stuff so so i did lose a piece of audio right here and so i do apologize for that so uh, i just want to let y'all know because the conversation is going to kind of just jump right back in in the middle of something and so i do apologize for that um but yeah, we'll get right back to the show now. They didn't put out things the way like I put them out in nice prestige comics with nice covers and gloss and stuff like that. They didn't do like that. They right. they went a different way until they eventually or maybe their processes are different. That's totally okay. Um, and just I just my mind works different. And uh, so basically, the only thing I do that I write down is like so like the eighth day synopsis. Okay. I have that written down in the, like a character breakdown, mm -hmm. uh, basically. Um, so such as it just let me I'm I'm as I'm I'm kind of pull this off. So like the ripoffs, which is that um, audio drama that I told you about. I like all I have here is just basically this is what it's about, right? This is the synopsis, and then here's the characters and basically who they are. Yeah. You know that's all I have. And then, then I have an episodes, like I wrote it as six episodes. Right. And I just have like, this is what happens in this. Yeah. So like episode one, uh, set up, meet all the team, friends who cosplay together. They decide to become actual heroes. That's all I have. Right. That, that's, that's what I kind of write down. Yeah. And really, the reason, only reason to write that down is because if somebody like, say, did a Kickstarter for it, right? Mm -hmm. They need to, I don't know if you ever went to Kickstarter, y'all, or not. Um, but you, it kind of tells you a little bit about the book or whatever project that you're doing. You know, you kind of tell a little story. This is what's about. You know, if you donate to this, this is, you know, you know to get people interested in your project. Um, and so I got to have that. So, or if I'm promoting it, something like that, you know, like you're sharing, like when the Kickstarter is, you know, sharing it, you know, and uh, you, if I was going to share yeah. it, I would want maybe to have like the synopsis in my share yeah. when I shared the link or something like that. So instead of writing it 7 billion times, I just have it on my notes so I can copy and paste it, you know? Right. Stuff like that. Or like, they're like, Hey, who is this character or whatever like this? And I can just send it to someone in a message like this. Yeah. What it happens and you know, stuff like that. Okay. But as you were talking a minute ago, I, I just had this visualization of like, the FBI board where they're like, you know, yeah. coming up with the whole, so like, like you know, like, you ever watch it this. sunny in Philadelphia? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that episode where Charlie's got all that thing and it's got all the little red lines and stuff. Yeah. That that's, that's my brain. <laughs> uh, and so that's, but that's basically how I do things is with those little lines and stuff that exactly right. That's how it is. Just, but just in your head, just in my head. Yeah. It's just, it's just there. So we're kind of coming up close to a ending on this and everything, okay. but um, is there anything else that maybe you want to bring up before we take questions? From uh, yes. So like I said, um, we're on social media, facebook.com slash original geek comics, Instagram, original geek comics. Uh, we have a website, original geek comics.com. If you want to buy your book, uh, we got, you know, comics, we got shirts, stickers, okay. um, whatever you want, you know, on there. Okay. You can buy that stuff. We can get it sent out to you. We can ship it. You can pay. You can do it by card. We have Venmo, Cash App, whatever. You know, if there's a problem, you can let me know. I can work out combos for you if you want, if you just message. Okay. Um, 
you know, you can pr uh, need to get a pre-order. Eight days come out, um, get that. It's going to be cheap. You know, our books are four dollars for black and white, five dollars for color. Uh, so I mean, you're not. We're not really. It's not. This is not a money making thing. It's a get ideas out of Nick's head kind of thing. <laughs> I don't care if I make money as long as the book gets paid for. That's all I care about, right? right. Yeah. So that's what the Kickstarter was for. It's just basically for the budget to make the book. I don't care about making profit off of it. Yeah. I just want to pay this, you know, artists and people like that for however much they want. Nick doesn't make money off of this stuff. Nick just does it for fun. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have two jobs, five kids, and I go to college. Obviously, I don't really care about necessarily <laughs> about money or trying to be famous or anything. That's not what I'm doing here. Yeah. You know, um, I'm totally okay with, you know, coming to a con, selling a few books, whatever, as long as someone's like, hey, man, I really like this book. Right. So, um, but yeah, uh, check us out on the socials. Uh, get the eighth day. Get Vengeance issue one, two, issue three comes out in May. Um, but yeah, just you know, support local. Listen to Jared's podcast. So yeah. just anybody, and that's just not me. Anybody, just stuff. I mean, that's, here's the thing: is that local doing stuff independently is really it's really difficult. Mm -hmm. You know, um, getting your stuff, even if you're like writing a book or some write do movies, video games, whatever you do. You know, just you know, support each other. Right. Um, support other people. Um, and just, you know, if you want to get into this type of deal, uh, I can always throw out advice when I really got hit that like advice type deal yeah. um, in this podcast. But I mean, uh, I literally will answer any questions. Somebody just hit me up yesterday about what to do about going to cons if they want to start going to cons to sell action figures, I believe, and collectibles and stuff like that. I don't sell anything like that. But right. They, I know the con experience, so I mean, like I said, I don't, I don't, I don't mind telling people, you yeah. know, what I want to do independent-wise. So, yeah, about, but uh, so questions time, yeah, yeah. Do y'all have any questions? Yeah, I'm just wondering about like how you do marketing and getting your stuff out there. Selling stuff. Okay. Yeah. So uh, the uh, young lady in the audience said, "How do I do marketing? I get my stuff out there, local comic book shop stuff like that." Right. Um. So. All the marketing, all that stuff's done by me. Um, really, we just really, ours is very uh, simple compared to other people. So really, I guess it just kind of depends on what you want to do. Like, you know, I don't, I don't know if you were, if you actually do something, want to do something. I don't know what your goals are. My goals is just to promote Arkansas art, artists and stuff like that. And if we make some money, then cool. If we don't, whatever. So my goals are very simple. So I only promote on like Facebook and Instagram. Um, I go on some podcasts sometimes. Um, that's how I met Jared because he <laughs> came up to me last year and was like, "Hey man, will you be on your podcast? This podcast?" And I was like, "Sure." Yeah. And then you know we become friends. This is my third time doing something with him. Yeah. Uh, crazy what happens in a year. So it's just <laughs> you know depending on what you want to do, uh, just promoting social wise. Um, you know. Going to cons, um, maybe if you're doing comics, talking to a local comic book stuff. If you're doing books, you know, talking to a local bookstore, you know, it just basically just going up. Hey, this is how are you? Um, like Kapow, like I didn't like, and a lot of people will maybe establish a relationship beforehand. You know, um, at cons, it's really uh, different different lines so you, I mean it's not like you can establish a relationship at cons but maybe like you could talk to them for like five ten minutes right you know and then this is what I do you know and just tell them who you are and then just you know talk to them more about stuff and get to know them a little bit at a con uh, and then you know like hey would you be interested in you know checking my book out you know stuff like that that's kind of like what I did at the beginning you know while I'm here you know it's kind of a deal um, at Kapow, they carry my book in there. Of course, I go there every week. But I established that relationship before I said, I didn't just walk in there and like, hey, man, you should carry my comic book, you know? Um, and I, uh, anyways, uh, <laughs> you know, we can't do things the same way. And so I think, you know, establishing that relationship would be better because I feel like if you just come in and throw something at like a comic book shop, like if you were just to walk in, Maybe that may be a little like a could leave like a sour taste, right? So like that's a you know, but at the same time though, local comic book shops say there's like say there's a dozen in, in Missouri. I don't know, I'm not from here. Um, maybe reaching them out on Facebook, you know, 
and just get to know them and be like, you know, you know, talk to them on Facebook message, you know, like, Hey, um, uh, really cool. I'm really follow your page and maybe like their post for like three or four months, you know, like a few months. Um, oh, and then, you know, seeing you. Yeah. So yeah. they, you're like, they see that your name, you're not just person that just like their page and then some, you know, but if you're liking their post, you know, if you can visit them, like I was just thinking distance wise, you know, you know, going up there sometimes and, you know, getting to know them, even if it's yeah. just through Facebook, say they're like three hours away, but they're still in Missouri or something like that, you know, establishing a type of Facebook relationship because yeah. a lot of my friends, I never met them for years, like in this community mm -hmm. of like me and Sean, I mean, or, you know, met online before, way before we met in person. So just establishing that relationship, I think is a good thing because how many other people want to do something? Like how many people do you think if you go to a comic book shop have been went up to them, someone's went up to them and be like, Hey man, will you carry my comic in here? You know? Yeah. But I would think I was like the first independent comic or at least in a while, many years that had been at Kapow. Yeah. But I established a relationship ahead of time. And I think that it's more beneficial. Um, got too much i got too many irons in the fire so my way i do things may be different than the way you would do things which is totally okay um but i think still following the following the basic concepts that i've already outlined and taking them maybe i go a step above this because i'm trying to do something a little bit different but following the basic steps of what i've already said is probably the best idea any more questions no all okay, right. cool. Well, uh, you follow me on any of the socials. Just look up if you give a data podcast. Uh, you can find me pretty much anywhere. I drop new episodes every Monday. This is first one that we've done live. live. It Hopefully it turned out good. I, I, I really enjoyed this. And thank you to all of the six people who listened on here. So. <laughs> and uh, yeah, well, y'all have right. a good one. You too. And uh, once again, there at the end, we kind of lost a little bit of the feed. So uh, I do apologize for that. I'm going to find a better way to get this done. It was our first attempt at doing a live episode. And uh, if you made it all the way to the end here, I really do appreciate you listening. And um, hopefully we can do this again with better audio. <laughs> so it's, it's a work in progress, but we are going to do better at this and do more of these here, hopefully in the near future. So, uh, yeah, I'll see you guys on the other side of this. Thanks. Calling all seekers of the supernatural, all those drawn to the unknown. I am Cosplay Dude 637 and I'm here to introduce you to the podcast that will redefine your understanding of the extraordinary. Welcome to The Order. The podcast. <laughs>
I am now the uh, social media and marketing director for them. So uh, I'm kind of helping along with them, and I'm very excited to be a part of everything that they're doing there. And uh, going to all these different cons and stuff, I, the next one that we are going to go to is PTX Con in uh, Paris, Texas. So uh, I will have my own podcast booth there, and uh, Original Geek will be set up right beside me. So you guys should come out and uh, see all the cool stuff that we have going on. Um, so I'm releasing a um, midweek episode this week. It is with um, A-Crown. He is a guy that's part of the Discord group that I'm a part of. And uh, just figured, you know what, since I released this live episode, I'll give you all another episode this week as well. So uh, be looking for that one probably about Thursday to come out. <clears throat> and um, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I think you guys are really going to enjoy that episode. Well, as you're waiting, and as you're waiting for other episodes to come out, make sure that you check out my podcast networks. The OIW Podcast Network, the Zeo to Hero Podcast Network, and the Avenue Podcast Network. All these places have great, um, all these places have great different shows that you can listen to. Great stuff to listen to while you're waiting uh, for a new episode of If You Give a Dad a Podcast to drop. So also make sure that you go out there and you get you some merch. I have tons of different shirts out. Um, you can do a hoodie. You can do different t-shirts that I have. I have coffee mugs. I have tumblers. I have stickers. You name it, I've got it. Uh, just reach out to me and tell me what you want. Tell me what size you need, and we'll get it out there to you. Um, I believe that shipping is about five bucks. So uh, as long as it's in the U.S., I can ship it to you for around five dollars. Um, my t-shirts usually go for twenty, uh, and local, uh, it's twenty dollars, twenty-five if I do need to ship it. Uh, the hoodies are 30, 35 shipped. Um, so yeah, just, uh, reach out to me if you want one of the cups or the tumblers or the stickers or anything like that. Um, just ask about them and I'll get the pricing to you for those as well. So if you like my ending thing song, uh, make sure that you go and follow Decure. He is the guy who created it for me. I really appreciate that. And I love hearing it. Uh, like I said last week, uh, as we were doing this live episode right before we went in there, Nick was uh, singing the Deekier song that's at the end of the show. So uh, it was stuck in my head. And uh, it's a great time. I, I really enjoy the song. I'm really appreciative of him for making it for me. He has all kinds of great music, so make sure that you go out there and follow him. Also go out there, make sure that you follow Original Geek. Um, they have a link tree now to where you can find everything. So uh, follow them in all the social media places. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have a lot of new ideas coming out. And uh, we got new comics that are coming out soon. So make sure that you do follow them as well. <clears throat> also, make sure that you follow Diamond State Wrestling. Uh, they are a storyline-based wrestling company out of the Northwest Arkansas area. They uh, produce really high-quality entertainment. And uh, I am... Proud to have been a part of everything that they're doing there. I've kind of taken a step back from it, but I am still a huge supporter of them. And uh, I helped them create their uh, Rare Cut show that they have that comes out every two weeks on YouTube. Also, all of their shows have been put out on uh, YouTube as well. So if you go to their YouTube channel, you will find everything on there. Just so go out there, make sure that you give them some love as well. So you hear me talking about all these social media and stuff like that. Make sure that you follow me on there. Um, just go in the search bar with whatever social media that you're on and type in, if you give a dad a podcast, and I should be the person who pops up on there. You can also send me an email at giveadadapodcast at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you guys. If you have requests or if you want to order merch from me, send it to my email. Um, also, if you could, do me a favor. Make sure that you go out there and you rate and review this episode. Tell me what you think, whether you like it, whether you didn't. The more people that go out there and rate these episodes and review these episodes, the more likely I am to be recommended to somebody new. Also, make sure that you like, share, and subscribe to If You Give a Data Podcast. Hit that notification bell. That way you are notified when a new episode drops of the show. So, we've reached another end of another awesome episode. It's been a lot of fun. I've really enjoyed this. And uh, I can't wait to see what is going to happen here in the near future. Because 
there's a lot of cool things going on, a lot of cool moving parts that are happening here, and I'm very excited to be doing this show and doing new things and working with Original Geek as well. So stay tuned for everything. But like I said, it is the end of the episode, and it is time for Billy's favorite part of the episode, and that is Dad Joke of the Week. (laughs) What kind of music do balloons like? Pop music. (laughs) My name is Jim. I'm here to translate for Billy. His anger has overwhelmed him. And today, you're going to find out what for. Sometimes I have a talk when I get too angry. Did you hear a dad joke? Yes. You have to blink if it was that bad. It's... He blinked a lot, everyone. He blinked a lot. It was bad. It was bad. I am so sorry. We should not be here. We need to leave. Sir, I'm calling the cops. You endangered this man's life multiple times. I'm calling the cops. See you later, Jared. See you next week. All right. I love you guys. I hope you have a wonderful week, and I will see you next time. Bye. On. He calls us beautiful people, then tells us who we have on. The best part of my day, though we're blocked out in my pods. Tell my friends all about it so that they follow along. And the host is kind of nerdy, but guess what? I am as well. I don't feel so alone, and I began walking out of my shell. Heard a story, I need a connection I haven't felt. I'll be looking for the next one, tell then farewell. It's the podcast for me. Have it on better go see. Listen closely, download and tune in remotely. It's the podcast for me. Have it on better go see. And listen closely, download and tune in remotely. This podcast is part of the OIW Podcasting Network. Wait, 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 wait. Can you put a timer up here?